Hello, Bruins fans. Welcome to episode 55 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as yeah. always. And as you guys know, our show, if you've been listening for a while now, you should know that our show is sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And trust me, it's made it accessible to me. I have not been a good cook until I started cooking with uh, Blue Apron. It's affordable. It's a variety. It's flexible, easy, and guaranteed. Please, I guarantee guarantee you guys won't be disappointed with Blue Apron. Uh, I haven't been disappointed at one bit. Uh, If you check out this week's menu and you can get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And as uh, someone pointed out to you, Joe, before we started the show, it's the same old, same old crap with this Boston Bruins team. It's 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 maddening because you looked at this game tonight. They're playing Columbus, who actually has the you know best point percentage in the NHL. And the funny thing about it is Columbus has like five regular regular season losses. I mean, uh, regulation losses, I should say. And the Bruins were two of them. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, the Bruins just played them well earlier on in the year. But you know, the the first ten minutes of the game, the Bruins are already down ten. I mean, they're already down three nothing. Three nothing. Why does this always happen? Why? We said, we, t- we said the same thing last week. Again, I made a comment about this on my Facebook earlier. You know, it's just been a trend this season. The Bruins do not know how to play with the lead or know what a lead is. You have seen them come down and start games and go down 3 nothing at least six or seven times in the last month or the last two months. And it's getting it's, pathetic because this, this comes absurd. down to coaching. Like how, how, how does this happen almost every game? The Bruins, it seems like the players don't show up until it's like, Oh crap! We're down three. Oh crap! We're down two. I guess we should start playing now and make it a game. Yeah. Like, like why? Why then? If if the the Bruins outshot Columbus forty to twenty two tonight, if you take away that first period, the Bruins pretty much t- controlled that game. I would say. I mean, we yeah. like even in the third period, Columbus obviously scored a power play goal, which I which whatever to take the lead. But besides that power play, Columbus was really not a fa- much of a factor in the in besides the first period. So here's the thing too. <clears throat> Someone said in there they you know they showed character. They came back from three nothing. It's like guys, you didn't get any points. It don't matter. It just doesn't matter. It could have been like you could have been down two to one. You could have been up three nothing. Blew the lead. It doesn't matter. You lost. It lost. Their power play. <clears throat> I said, Columbus's and the Bruins power play are like night and day. They like Columbus's crisp pass pass shot. Bruins are like, oh, what do I do with this puck? Do I shoot it? Do I eat it? Do I put it down my pants and run around with my hair on fire? They have no idea what they're doing. They're so disjointed. I want to take Ryan Spooner and squeeze his face until his eyes pop out of his head. I'm sorry to be angry and use violence. He sucks. I'm sorry. He blows. He's borderline Jimmy Hayes. No, I don't. I don't blame. I don't blame you because you looked at this game. You look at the game, right? It's three to three going into the third period. You know the Bruins make a great comeback after the score. You know they scored two in the first, late in the first. They scored one in the second to tie it and go into the third period. You go. All right, the game's in your hands now. The game's in your hands. You made it a game now. It's a brand new, brand new slate. You know, let's go. Third period, uh, put up or shut up time. And what happens? Columbus power play is ranked number one in the league. They get a power play. Their only power play of the third period. What do they do? They capitalize it. They capitalize on it and score a goal to go up four to three. 
the Bruins get a power play that pretty much goes right into they get, they get a power play that goes right into pulling Rask. <laughs> so they pretty much had an, an extra skater out for the for like the remaining four minutes of the game. And what happens? Nothing. Nothing yeah, happens. Got, they had zero shots in the power play. Zero. Is, go ahead, sorry. No, sorry. They, on that last power play to end the game, they had zero shots on it. Zero. Maybe they got a few shots when it was on six on five, but they, when they were when they were five on four before they pulled Rask for the extra attacker, they had zero shots on the power play. How does that happen? How does that happen? This is the, this is the team that, if you remember, earlier this year, they pulled a goalie and had a six on three and couldn't score. So, why does it surprise anybody? They should put Shire in front of the net like they used to do back in the day because he doesn't have the the shot of the prowess that he used to have. So park him in front of the net. Let's get a defense that can't hold cough off the puck constantly. I put Carlo out there on the crew, for Christ's sake. You know? Um, <clears throat> my voice is going. I lose my voice again. This is awesome. Many people are probably happy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, my wife included. You know, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but then, you know, if, if his name, if you, your name is not Pasternak, or maybe you, you're not scoring. So, I mean, they just, the power play is just beyond. This is even worse than the year they uh, went to the cup final. And they won the cup when they were terrible yeah, at least then. in the cup final, like, their power play was bad, but they still had, like, movement and, like, shots, so they just couldn't score. Yeah, this is just, this is just, they can't do anything. You anything. saw it. Not yes. one single thing. I mean, we haven't, and we, we haven't gone into the Carolina game, which is, was even worse. But we can't, you know. But I, not, I know. I, we'll, get, we'll get into that in a few. I'm not, not done complaining about this game because this game was just as for the Bruins. And like you said, people are saying, oh, it's a bunch of character. This team never quits. I don't care. It's another game where they could have won if they played a full 60 minutes like we've said <laughs> from, the start of this, from the start, Joe. If they played a full 60 minutes in some of these games, they'd win them. And you know what? Oh, good team effort. You know, they got they came back and they only made it a game. They didn't get any points, like you said earlier, Joe. They got zero points. And this is another game. They are tied in the third period that the Bruins give away, and they give away points. And this is what this Bruins team is continuing and constantly doing. And it, let me build off of that because you guys were talking about the power play earlier, which was interesting because the Bruins have a very basic power play where they try to keep it on the edge and they don't go to the middle. That's why they're not scoring because they're not getting the body in the middle of the net. Yeah, they don't. They never seem to have anyone in the middle of the net. Like, like the night the Bruins had forty shots, Columbus had twenty-two. Majority of them feel like we're they outside, are, like outside shots, and there's no one going to the net. Like Columbus's goals were all coming right around like the the net area, and you know even the Bruins, you know, third goal with Krejci scored, Krejci went to the net and got and buried home the rebound. It's like if the Bruins did that all game long, they'd probably score like ten goals, but they just don't. No, because they suck. Because like, and, like, they shoot the puck all the time. They always end up. They all, Bruins always seem to end up with like thirty-five <coughs> shots, forty shots, forty-five shots, fifty shots. But you look at the scoreboard: two goals, one goal, three goals, two goals, one goal, three goals. Oh and let me, let me build off this guy. So I'm looking at the NHL standings right now. I was looking at them earlier, and they caught me completely off guard. Right now, the Bruins have thirty-seven games played on the season. Right? All the other Eastern Atlantic Division teams are at 35, or in Toronto's case, 33, but they have 35 points. Sure. If any of these teams get hot, the Bruins are done. Yeah, they're they're toast if they don't start taking advantage of getting points. Pretty close to being done, anyway. Yeah, um, they, I mean, it's, they're just lucky that they're in the, they're in the Atlantic Division, because if they were in the Metropolitan Division, they'd 
they'd be they'd going to be in, uh, I think, uh, Halloween. Um, so the thing with the Bruins, uh, as you mentioned with their offense, uh, they have uh, Joe Haggerty put it greatly. They call it the donut offense, where everything's on the perimeter. Nothing's nothing's close. Nothing's quality shots. Nothing's in the slot. Everything's from the perimeter. You know, which goes hits the goalie right in the crest, right in the right in the logo. So, it, I, you know, this game infuriated me. But uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, they played a good team, fine, and they, they had three nothing hole. Came back, they lost, and they got nothing out of it. But the game they threw away points again, Carolina. Here, let me yeah. build off of this. Let me build off of this. Except for like bills. pretty exactly. much. Except for pretty much the exception of Buffalo and maybe Detroit, the Bruins will be sitting right now. If all these other teams get the wins like they're supposed to, they will be sitting like literally second to last in the division. I mean, yeah, you know that's also, that's a big game if all the other teams get their get those points. But uh, I, I just saw I saw I just got before we get into the Columbus game, Joe, quickly because it it reminded me tonight when the Columbus scored three goals, where uh, I saw a tweet. I don't know if it was you that that mentioned this or. I started somewhere else that uh, from Kevin Paul Dupont that said yep. since November 19th, the Bruins have only scored four goals in regulation once. Oh, yes, that's really good. Yes, I mentioned that. That's, that's awesome, that was you, right, Joe? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Isn't it? One time. So when Columbus went up 3 nothing, you could pretty much already peg it in for a loss because the Bruins can't score more than four goals. <laughs> I mean, we, we already like, – if people have been following the show and listening to us all the time, they've, they've known how negative that I can be and how negative Joe can be. And like, but it's not Realist. without. Realist. It's not. It's not without any, like, facts that back like that back us up because the Bruins are one of the most highly generated shot teams and the least successful teams that score goals. It's just yes, facts. Sir. You can look at the numbers. You can look it up. It's facts, and it's frustrating because the the Bruins they're in the Bruins are in every game. Like the Bruins don't really get blown out a lot, but it's just some of the stuff. It's just the stuff like tonight. The first ten minutes of the game, it's three nothing Columbus. You know, guys, if you can, you can get a bunch of lovely ladies in your room, but you can't finish the deal, it don't mean shit. Stuff don't mean stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just, I, I'm just uh, this whole team. Just, do you want to get in the Carolina game? Oh uh, yeah, we can ball? get into the Carolina game because uh, before, uh, can we? Uh, can I? We just say that Anthony Rowan is is not a good goaltender. I think we can say good. that. I Please. think uh, Zach McIntyre is a good goaltender. Zane, I am so. I am all set with Anton Hudobin. I'm all set. I I, I can't deal with him anymore. I really can't. You have Zane McIntyre. Zane McIntyre is in Providence right now. Who's 9-0. 9-0. He hasn't lost since the Bruins sent him down. He hasn't lost. Really? Yeah, they call up Mac. They call up McIntyre. I mean, they call up uh, Hudobin, excuse me. Um, And he can't win a game. He wins one game. And then in Carolina, the Bruins are up 2-0. Another game where they blew points because, you know, they should have had two points instead of just one. So, <laughs> Mike, you, you sent me a it's tweet just, earlier this week that I think you should mention on here. Cause you you were the one that sent it. The Hackstall the, tweet. Was it the, the, the Hackstall tweet? Yes. Okay, yeah. So let me go let me go find it quickly because uh, it was from uh, Billy Jaffe. I think it was Billy Jaffe that spoke to, yes, I you know. Yes, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, Billy yeah. Jaffe, who's, who's obviously the – Bruins fans know he hosts, you know, the show the with um, Dale Arnold for the, doing the Bruins. And uh, so this was uh, this was the other day before uh, in seven games before McIntyre won his recent, his last recent starts. It was from Kirk Ludicky who said Zane McIntyre has given up just three goals one time, two goals twice, 
and one of zero in two scoreless relief appearances in seven games. He has a he had a one point two eight goals against average and a nine point and a point nine five six save percentage, and that was in seven games. And then against uh, obviously now it's been nine games, but he still hasn't lost yet. So I'm assuming his numbers aren't aren't that aren't that much worse. And then Bill Javi said one spoke to college coach and now Flyers head coach. Dave Haxtell about Zane McIntyre. He said he was very confident that Dane, that Zane would become a regular goalie in the NHL. And I was very impressed with him, as everyone, as you guys both were when he came up and got brought up last time. And I'm just done with the Hudobin experience. I'm, I'm just done. The last goal, Zane McIntyre was so off his angle. He Every time uh, a shot comes in on Hudobin, I don't feel confident. He It's just, he never makes a big save. He... he I'm just all done with Anton Hudobin. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And it's frustrating because the Bruins are never going to get rid of him because they signed him to a two-year extension, which I don't understand why they did that. They, like, gave, give, oh, they gave him an extension this year? Oh, sorry. No, when they signed him in the offseason, it was, for, it was for two years. Oh, for two years. I'm like, oh, my God. Please don't say that, Mike. But, um, but why, why – just just let him go. You can cut him, release him, yeah, send him to right province. No, no one's going to pick him up. No one – like, seriously, no one's going to – and, and if not – who cares? You have McIntyre, who is showcasing to you guys that he's ready to play. You, you know, you guys, when Hadobin came back from his injury and he got smoked the first few times, was I saying even then to bring up McIntyre? I mean, I was even saying then to bring him up, let Dobie, you know, get down there, get some get some play, you know, even in the uh, AHL, and keep McIntyre up here. As we both said, he performed admirably in MSG and the Bell Center, two of the most hostile environments you can play as a goalie. And he played pretty damn well. But let's no, let's have the guy, the journeyman, who played decent what in 2012 and 2011, because you like to, you know, do it here in Boston as Bruins fans. Remember the memories. Let's go back to the memories of Claude being great in 11 and all this 11 in the past. But the thing is, he's he he is just an automatic loss because you saw those shots against Carolina. All three of them were bad, very bad. And the Bruins as a team didn't really show up even for that game. And oh no, no, they had two nothing lead, and the first, they came out like gangbusters. Basically, the momentum they had from Florida, they brought over to that first period, and then just basically said, "Oh, we got this one," and just went completely, you know, in the crapper. And I, I knew they were going to lose this game. I could just tell they kept, they cannot, cannot open a three goal lead. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't find a way to do it. Can't do it. It's well, always the, the one frustrating part about that was they should have had two points again, leaving more points on the board. And yep, you, can blame, you can blame Hudobin, which I'm, I'm not trying to blame Hudobin because, I mean, like you said, Joe, the whole team I'm not completely good. blaming Hudobin for this one. There's a lot more that needs to take the blame because there's a lot bigger of a picture in all of this. On the game no, winner? I, I, yeah, I understand that, but the game winner was absolutely Hudobin's fault. Well, the game, well, no, the game no doubt. Had, well, the game winner, the guy had – was it was a one-on-two, and he still scored. So if you count the goalie, one-on-three, and the dude scored. That's pathetic all around. Definitely pathetic all around. Absolutely oh, pathetic all the way around. And which, like, it, literally, Joe, you said it this last week, but it's, it's becoming a pattern of our show. Hey, guys, this is, this it's is the totally. Same team. It's this the same t- team every. It's the same team every week. It's either they, you know, they win by one where Rask plays well and the Bruins sneak sneak by with a win, or it's they're giving up a lead or they're uh, chasing it. They're chasing down a lead where the team. <laughs> The other team scores three goals, and the Bruins are trying to play comeback, you know, play catch-up, and lose them to inferior teams. Carolina is an inferior team to the Bruins. I'm sorry. 
They have a, they have a nice few. They have a nice couple players. They, 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 they play hard, but the Bruins the Bruins are overall better than Carolina, and it's another team that the Bruins should beat. If they don't beat when they're up to nothing and don't close it out, it's it's maddening, absolutely maddening. Well, Carolina's not many points behind us right now. They're not that many points. Is that what you said? But they're they're Car- Carol- Carolina's in the Metropolitan, so Carolina doesn't really make a difference uh, when it comes to us at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Even if they're not really that far back off of points, the Bruins are still better than Carolina. Like this. I know they are. They they should be. They should be better than Carolina. Sure. They, they should win they that game. The they should have made the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, I know. But the, in, and that's why last year when they were losing to teams like Carolina, it was so frustrating me. Frustrating because they're better than them, which they are. <laughs> they're better than Carolina, but they just don't act like it and don't show up. That's no, the problem. No. So this leads to that major question, which we've been discussing every single week as well. At what point do the Bruins let go of Claude, which you see happening any, everywhere in the world when a coach isn't performing? I don't think it's going to happen this year. Not this year, no. It's not going to happen until the end of the season. If it hasn't so happened Sweeney, yet. Sweeney's basically doing the same exact thing Shirelli did and placing his job in close hands. And the same thing's working with Neely, too. Yep, I hope they, I hope they uh, both go down with the ship, too. Because even though I love Cam as a player, he, he sucks. As a president, he's not doing a good job. And, and Don Sweeney, like, guys, show me something. Do something to shake up this team. You're doing zero. Bench guys, I don't care. I don't know if you guys probably don't remember this, but years ago when uh, Steve Casper benched uh, Kevin Stevens and Cam Neely years ago, that shook up the team. Do you know what I mean? Like something like that, anything like that, something, because they're not going to fire Claude. As much as I believe they should, they're not going to do it. No, I think the only way they do it is if they don't make the playoffs this year. But I also said that the or the Bruins could be possibly out of the the Bruins could be out of the playoff hunt by the end of February if they keep playing the way they're playing. The schedule is not going to get gonna, easier. I don't. I don't think they're going to be out of the playoff picture by then because, the, as you guys have seen, the Atlantic Division's not really much to show here. But it only takes a couple of losing streaks to really get going. Well, if they stop, if they stop playing Detroit and playing Tampa, they got Florida coming up again shortly. They stop playing these teams and losing, then you know, then they're in trouble. So yeah, you know, I mean, they could be in trouble, but I mean. None of those teams have really shown that they could consistently go on winning streaks, though. Oh, no, gonna gonna be, be, no but you got to look, look, look at the schedule in February, March, <laughs> and April. And I, I'm telling you, I have a hard time believing the Bruins are going to make it out alive. Yeah, I'm just not going to look that far ahead because, I mean, there's no point to. Uh, I'm going to like play it, play it by year now. And if you look up the Bruins' upcoming schedule this week, which we'll get into later on, I mean, it, you can, it's... It's the, it's the teams that are, you're playing up and coming now that you need to win. So that's why the Carolina game was frustrating because you gave up a point. And that's why the, the night, tonight's game was frustrating because even if you lost to Columbus and say overtime and you lost 4-3, to three, that's a point. And at least, when you can say, at least you can say to us, okay, they battled back. They, they made it 3-3. Three, three, they got a point out of it. And Columbus has been the, one of the best teams in the league this year, so that's a good point. But they don't get a, they don't get a point. It makes everything even worse because it'll be like they can't. They made a, they made the comeback, but they, they didn't did. get a point. They get a point. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that is. It doesn't matter. They coughed it up when it mattered when they needed a point. And this is what this is what this team does. And the one positive for tonight, I I will say, if it's the only positive I can come with, is David Krejci looked really oh, good tonight. Oh, he did play well. And this this is why when when uh, Bruins fans get all over Krejci and so they hate him and he. Krejci was 
all over the ice tonight. I think Krejci was. I thought. I thought personally, Krejci was the best Bruin on the ice tonight by far. Him and Bacchus, I would say, were the two best Bruins by by far. And that's what Krejci does for you. And uh, people don't seem to realize that uh, the Bruins go as Krejci goes. They do. I'm sorry. And if you don't, you can say you don't believe it, but when Krejci's producing, it's the Bruce Bruins team takes off. So I'm hoping. <laughs> I know I, I, it's a lot because Krejci usually is always, you know, hit or miss for the regular season. But I'm hoping that Krejci can go on some t- sort of run right now and he can carry the offense because the, the Bruins have been relying too much on Pashnik, and it'd be nice if someone, one of the veterans, could step up like Krejci. I mean, when you think about Pashnik, still the number two scorer in the NHL, and Sidney Crosby's playing an MVP year right now, so we won't even go there. He just scored number twenty-five tonight. Sydney. Sydney. I want to talk about Sidney. You know, hey, well, you know, the the, uh, the the Pink Hat Bruins fans will be like, well, Pittsburgh lost seven to one to the Blue Jackets, and the Montreal lost ten to one. We only lost four to three, and we beat them twice. Match up. Um, yeah, well, yeah, big deal. You know, I'm just, um, guys. You know, it's hard for me to say. I've been a fan since you know thirty plus years. It's hard to watch this team. It's hard to get excited. Hard. It's not. It's, it's like a chore. It's like a. It's like a chore. It is hard because you never know what you're going to get. It's Jekyll and Hyde on, like, crack. It's just you you don't know, not only by period, guys, or game. It's almost by shift. You don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea. There's no consistency. Consistently inconsistent. They just, uh, it's it's maddening. I said that. I go, it's absolutely maddening. Like I said, the first um, 10 minutes of the first period was like getting engulfed by molten lava. And then the second uh, 10 minutes of the tonight's uh, period was like, Walking to an orgy full of playmates and cheerleaders. I mean, that's how it was. It was that bad, then that good. And then, you know, the third period was there, and then the fourth period they couldn't score the power. I, I just that power play is going to be their uh, their doom. That's it. That's their doom. There's no doubt. Well, Joe, you made a good point like uh, a few weeks back that I think is probably the best point that someone's made on this show. This season is that is that the the Bruins aren't good enough. To not play sixty minutes, they're just not good. They're just not good enough. The Bruins need to play a full sixty-minute effort. And look, if you're going to get scored on. It happens. Like obviously, you're playing against teams that are too good. But the way that Columbus came out of this game, came out that game and scored three quick ones, shouldn't happen. One, one's fine because it's going to happen. I mean, you can't shut out a team every single time you play. But it's just the Bruins are not good enough. Are not good enough to to have take shifts off or take periods off or not show up when the puck drop or li- li- lily gag through periods because they aren't good enough to do so. Like here's the thing that's going to happen too: it's that mentally this stuff is going to creep into their minds that they can't win games anymore. But it's and already it happens, there. I mean, they're probably close to being there. You're right. But this is when it comes to the coach to get them out of their funk, and this dude can't do it anymore. They almost blew a Florida game too. They've been almost blowing a lot of the games. They can't hold on to leads when they have oh, the, the lead. Florida game, was, Florida game was probably the first game that I can remember this whole year that they actually, when they were up two to one, there's an open net. You know, they had an empty net to shoot at, and they actually scored. I well, can't were, remember how many they times were up two nothing, and they and then uh, the score to make it two one to make it even more interesting. Yes, but the Yaga got his point, and he's going to play with the Kuye and the Stamos with the women on the Yamaha. <laughs> Guys got no actually, voice, and he's still going. I do oh, want to say congrats to Yarmir because that's oh, a huge accomplishment. Uh, yeah, love the second place all time in 
all-time points. In, um, even though he had a short stint with the Bruins, I, I loved watching Yarmir Yager play. I oh, think he's one of my favorite of all time, and I'm just I'm happy for him. And I'm I'm glad I'm, I'm and one, in some way I'm kind of glad it happened against the Bruins because we were able to see like a little bit of a celebration. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's funny is I think he's in second, but he's a thousand points behind Gretzky. <laughs> I know he really is. <laughs> which is insane, but I digress. We don't have the Yogs anymore, which I wouldn't mind. But that, that Florida game, well, oh, do, do, when did we have our last show? We talked about that Islander game, right? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, we, yes, yes oh, we, we did. did. Okay, let's not relive that. So, of the last four games, Islanders, pathetic, 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 pathetic. As you said, Florida, they probably escaped Florida with the win. Carolina, abomination. And then tonight, you know, Second place don't mean crap. So basically, yet again, they're in another funk. You know, another funk. They lost to Pittsburgh, lost to Anaheim, beat L.A. because L.A. was like 12 games in a row. Lost to Islanders, barely beat Florida, lost, lost, lost. This is just, were they two and seven, two and five, six in the last eight? Like, what are we doing? <coughs> but there, but yet the only reason they're surviving is because the, the Atlantic is, again, equally... Just as mediocre. I'm not going to say bad because you're watching these other teams no, that are getting bad. better. No, it's bad. I, think I mean, no, no, none of the teams are really getting better, though. I think Buffalo's getting better. Well, they're not. They just lost a bunch of games in a row, and then they just lost Brian O'Reilly for the se- like for a really long time. Yeah, they lost him. They just got Eichel back. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's true. You guys, are gonna, I think you two are going to fight. I think you guys are going to put shirts <laughs> over each other's head and just brawl. No, it's <laughs> not, has nothing to do with that. It's just that, I mean, I don't think... I have no faith in in Buffalo. I don't. I'm sorry. They're too young. They're too inexperienced. They don't have enough skill. As much as like I like Eichel, I just don't think they have it. They're not going to be able to pull it off. The Bruins have like three to four games on in hand on everybody. I mean, the other teams have three to four games on in hand on them. They're, this is not good. This is not good. Not good. Tampa Bay is wow. going to get better. Florida is going to get better. Points back. Yep, three points back. Florida's four points back, and they play them next week. So that's a huge game. Toronto, believe it or not, is only five points back, and they played four less games. Detroit's really? six points back and played three less games. And even Buffalo's only eight back, and they played four less games. So, guys, Can't... they are far from safe. No, they're definitely not safe, but you're looking at something, for example, where Buffalo needs to win every single game that they have in hand. And I don't think they're capable of doing that. And the, the Red Wings have to win every game in hand. And I don't think they're capable of doing do, that. Do you, so even though I'm not saying, even though the Bruins are not safe, and I'm not saying they're safe because I don't think they're The only two safe, teams in this division that, that are capable means, of doing that would be Tampa or Florida. It's Tampa. I mean, I, I worry about Tampa because just because Tampa's consistently shown them that they can do it because last year they were in the conference finals and made the game seven. And the year before that, they were in the cup. So... I look at Tampa. I mean, Florida, they, they got rid of their coach. They had a bunch of issues going on earlier on the season. They could turn it around, but we'll see. They still have a bunch of injuries, too. I mean, I'm I'm worried about Tampa. And you feel confident just, the Bruins could beat uh, Buffalo to both these games? I'm not. I'm should. not that confident. I mean, they should. Mark, but I'm not. Here's the thing with them. I'm not confident with them about them in any game anymore. I mean, neither am I, but they should. <coughs> they, if you want to and, move up on paper, they should. They're better than them on paper. They have a better coach, supposedly. They have a better goalie. They have they have better forwards. They should. Right. They should win them. 
But the thing is, you never know. I know. You just don't know who the team's going to show up. And that's the uh, problem. They're, they're better than the uh, Avs. They were better than the Islanders on paper. They're better than Toronto on paper. And they lost all of them. So, paper don't mean – paper don't win cups. You know? No. They don't, no not no. like they're ever going to win one for a long time. No, they're going to have a deep playoff run. So how many oh of you guys God. have you guys paid attention to the uh, World Juniors at all? No, I don't care. All right, well, no, Mike no, McAvoy, McAvoy's a captain. I know. Just yeah, no, I know Mike might like this, but Jeremy Lawson scored for the uh, Canadians. He's another one of the Bruins prospects. All right, well, 2022. Here we go. Um, <laughs> no, Joe, they're gonna deep playoff run. You didn't hear? Um, well, I, I, you know what, guys, I'm really shocked. If you when Jeremy Jacobs and even Charlie Jacobs basically put everybody on notice, and they still haven't done anything. I don't know what they're waiting for. I they, mean, just raised, they, they just raced uh, ticket prices. Again? Well, not again. Raised it, what, 2014, I think it was? They didn't yeah, raise that's it. all I did. They put, this when they put people on, didn't they put people on notice that year? And yeah, that was the, yeah, that was at the, no, the, the first year they missed the playoffs. That was the notice year. So that was 15. So, yes, that was the notice year. And look, you know, how's that notice working for you? I don't know what they, I, they need to do something. They have to do something because what's going to end up happening is they're going to revert back to like prior to 08. People aren't going to go to the games anymore. That place will be half empty. I still can't believe they claim they have sellouts every night. Well, the, the game's been half empty pretty much now. What's that? The, 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 the garden's pretty much empty now. You'll hear Jack you. going, the 85th consecutive sellout. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but if you look around the stands, <clears throat> they show their stands. It's not, it's not full. Tonight, tonight, did you see Columbus when they won the game? It looked... Packed. Oh, but you go to Columbus back in October. There's no one there. Just because no, I, I I understand that, but like, front it's runner. just, I, yeah, totally, absolutely front runner. But like, the Bruins don't have that anymore. You know why they're like that? Because they're excited about this Columbus team. They have something to cheer about. Oh, they, sure, Bruins. Yeah, Bruins are not excited. They haven't been excited since fourteen. No, it's nothing to cheer. It's nothing to get excited about. I mean, it's you like, go, you go to the Garden, you watch them lose to. The Islanders and the Avalanche and the Maple Leafs. Why the hell would you even want to go anymore? Guys, this is like a funeral. We're all depressed. Now we get we went from anger to depression. I mean, this is <laughs> I'm I'm like I got nothing to talk about anymore because you know, like you said, it's like let's just put on the show from like three weeks ago. It's the same freaking show. <clears throat> I mean, I, I like I said, we we we've said everything they need to do. They need a new backup goalie. They need a better power play. They need to get rid of Jimmy Hayes. They need to probably ship out Spooner. They need, 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 need to get rid of Claude. Have they done anything? No, 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 no. So this is how it's going to be the rest of the year. They're going to miss the play. I think they're going to miss the playoffs by more than a point. I think maybe by six. And uh, I'm, I, I'm actually now to the point. I want them to miss it because I need. We need change. I cannot. The status quo, same stuff, is not working, and I can't. I can't deal with it anymore. I can't deal with it. No, I don't blame <laughs> you. And you're pretty much going <clears> to. <throat> It's pretty much probably going to be what happens is they they don't get in, and that's the only way I think changes will come. Also, is if they don't get in because, I mean, the last two years they must have by a point. You can say okay, whatever, <coughs> but whatever they were right there. They but if they don't miss if they don't miss if they miss it by more than a point as you just said, Joe, there's no excuse anymore. There's no excuse. I mean, nope. they go out in the office and they sign Backus, but they do nothing to the defense. Nothing, which we already talked about on this show before. Right. Uh, they signed him to open. I mean, they try, they're, they're, try, they're trying to, like, rebuild on the fly here and try and be, like, the, you know, a team that's bringing in, like, some young players and, you know, tr- trying to stay competitive. I'm sorry. It's not working. 
It's not working. You, you tried to do it for the past three years now, and it's not working. Nothing's working, really. What do you think about that's this? what happens when you have a terrible GM that doesn't know how to draft, and that's when you have a, that's what happens when you have a terrible front office that trades away all your good players because they like they like go out and party and and um don't fit your quote unquote system. Hey, hey Jay, Jason, can you be a fair? Can you see if you can find Claude's transcripts and see if he said we weren't ready to play again? He didn't. Again, he didn't. I haven't heard that come up. I may okay. keep an eye on that. Because, because if I hear that again, that is basically him screaming, fire me, because I want to go to Las Vegas. Just fire him already. It just Everybody's like, this is the stupidest argument I hear, guys, from people. Who's going to replace him? What's it going to make a difference? It probably may, it may not make any difference, but at least they make an attempt to make a change. I mean, anything. Any spark at all. Well, like, at, least like, the, at least it will wake the team up. Claude like, looks like a deer in headlights now behind the bench. He's like, oh, gee, you know, like, like to the point where, using a Patriots cliche, like back in their 2009 10 team, I mean, Belichick said to Brady, these guys, I can't make these guys play. And this is exactly what's going on here. These guys do not play. Cohesive, they don't not, you know, they don't have enough depth. It seems like it's it's amazing. And if Bergeron and Marshawn are going, they're, they're screwed. I mean, they're really screwed. Well, even Bergeron's not playing well this year. Oh, and, no. and I heard this come up, the possibility that Bergeron might, might be playing with an injury. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I speculated that too, but I mean... I've, I heard uh, it come up today on the uh, pregame show, I'm, actually during the I'm game, so, actually. I'm, I'm sorry, he only has 10 points. He has 5 goals and 5 assists. He has it, 1 goal and 1 assist in his past 12 games. It's not good enough, I'm sorry. You know what's going to happen, too, is that... If he's hurt, sit him out. With Hadobin being terrible... Tuka's gonna play way too many games. He's gonna get burnt out, and he's gonna be down, and he's gonna be absolute garbage down the stretch. I think he's already shown that. Yep, I agree. I mean, they were giving him crap. You know, they were saying that you know, people saying that was all his fault. Those goals. Well, if I remember the first goal, no defensemen were back. The guy uh, Hotnell got behind the whole defense, which I don't know how that happens. Then uh, another goal from I believe the right wing Spooner was not even within a, a mile of the guy he's supposed to cover. Seth Jones you know, had, a, had an absolute. That was uh, a rocket. Yeah, that a was one-timer kind of, from, like, the bottom oh. of the circles because there was no one out front covering him. Yep, and then there was that little poke behind him in the power play, but all four penalty killers weren't even remotely near where they needed to be. Well, even, so, a, third goal, even a third goal by Calvert. You know, Calvert uh, gets the puck, shoots it off Tuka's pads, gets his own rebound, and was able to skate, skate it towards, uh, towards Rask and, you know, make Rask go down and kind of beat him a little bit so, uh, to the side. And now I was like, why isn't that guy on his ass? No, he, 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 shot the, he shot the puck, followed the rebound, and uh, <coughs> put it in. Because these are the things like the de- defense, like they may not let up, they may let three or four, you know, three to two game, uh, goals a game, but they're all mental mistakes. They're all bad mistakes. You know what I mean? They're just bad. And Tuca covers up a lot of their mistakes, but sometimes he's just not going to be good, and he's going to get burnt out because his backup goalies are atrocious. So this is all going to be a snowball effect. This team. Come like Jason said, March, April is just going to be an absolute dumpster fire. If they're not there already, they're pretty close. But if they're not there already, so I, like I said, it, it's it's depressing. It's really depressing just to see this team. It's it's getting worse by the year. It's not getting any better. It's getting worse. They're worse than last year by far in my mind. Yep, I don't see how you can see. It. To, uh, say otherwise, but on, another thing on this on a side note here about um, uh, what, what's been going on with this team, uh, John Michael Lyles, he's been out for a while with a concussion. Uh, he's been back, he's back pre- skating with the team. And even though I don't think he's going to make a huge difference, it's good to see him skating back. It's good to see him healthy. Uh, I don't know, maybe he can come in and do something. I mean, that defense, can get, 
can't get any worse, right? So maybe he can come oh. in and, and connect the team somehow. Yeah, right. It could help. I mean, they need some more, I think, veteran leadership back there. Colin Mill's been okay. Not great at all. Kyle's been good. Kevin Miller and McQuaid is just useless. <laughs> and what oh, was speaking up with of, the, speaking uh, of McQuaid, did you see the ref just not let them oh, fight today? I was going to say that. Awful. <clears throat> that was like, awful. Wh- like, why would tennis. they even let that happen? It's tennis. We're now watching tennis. They like, don't want fighting. They don't want any more fighting in the game. Period. None. Let them go. <clears throat> Everyone wanted to see it. Specification of the game, man. It's been it's the game has got worse and worse. Like some from eleven when the Joe uh, Joe Thornton, Sean Thornton's the world will go punch someone's face out when they try to line up one of their best players. To so now it's complete pussification, and then what's going to happen is the stick work, the retaliation that way, and guys gonna get more hurt. Like, so when it was when it was three nothing, if it was like even like even five years ago, someone on Columbus would have had to answer the bell to someone on the Bruins because it would have yeah, been like right. okay, let's look nice, someone. <coughs> even that even at that time it was three to two. It was three to two, and like that crowd was into it. It was became a game. Uh, Columbus, I mean, the Bruins kind of gained gained some momentum. So I think uh, the Columbus guy was, uh, I think his name was Josh Anderson, was trying, you know, yeah. to find his team, and McCoy was willing to do it. And all of a sudden, boom! The refs, it's like, let them go. Come on. That was gross. It's absolutely gross. So, do you want to get it? I mean, we're at forty-five minutes now. Are you gonna we going the whole hour or? I mean, I just don't know how much more I can say about how bad. I don't know how much more we can talk. I'm running out of things to say about how bad this team is, so I think we should. Um, do we recap do we every? And wrap it up. Oh, the one thing I do want to say is <coughs> it's good to see Vitrano and and Pashnik yes. both back. Vitrano, nice goal the other night. Yes, um, very nice goal. It's just he needs they need guys around them like consistently to can get him the puck because they can't do it all themselves. Unless I, I, I'm I, I'm just waiting. Just I, I I just want Vitrano to, to get moved up to back back of some creatures line. I just, know. just I don't want the Spooner experiment anymore. I'm done with Ryan Spooner. Just like oh, you are. So, yeah, I'm uh, done with him and Jimmy Hayes. Kind of. I, I just Spooner just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Just doesn't no. do it. How and many times is he at that half wall on the power play? And it's like you're not going to do anything that's worth that's anything viable. You bring nothing to the table, man. You can't pass. You can't shoot. You can't do anything. He, he just he's he sucks. Sorry, that's it. He's done. He All right. Yeah, and you. I'm oh, sorry, Joe. It just it makes you frustrated because you thought with Spooner last year he, he played okay. He played okay last year. Like he had a decent amount of power play points. He wasn't like awful. And you thought this year, okay, <coughs> maybe him and Pastic can kind of have breakout years where you look at them and you know they're, they're two young guys going forward. And boy, he fell off a cliff. Spooner did. Pastic like is running laps and miles around him. The past, uh, it's like Pastic's on. On lap forty-three, and yeah. Spooner's still stuck at the at, at the start. It's like put a fork in Spooner. See what I did there. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Bad no, and it sucks because Jason's mentioned this before too. Because you could have traded him when he had value. Yeah. But now, no, you, now you can't because I don't think he has that much value. They How many players everybody. have the Bruins have that they've had chances to trade while they still had value and rebuild this team and really oh, yeah. refocus this team? Didn't do anything. Instead, yeah, they trade. Instead, they trade Johnny Boychuk. Yeah, who's got another? Who has a five-year contract that he deserves in New York? Be it he deserved it here in Boston. They all they struggle in their talent around the league. Yet if they trade the players, if they if they had good enough, you know, talent evaluators on their team, they would have known which people to trade and which people which players not to trade. True, they don't. They don't. They really don't. They're going in there blind most of the time. They don't know what they're doing. So let, let's just do these predictions. Let's get the agony out of the way. All right, uh, man. Um, 
Buffalo, Buffalo. See, this should, this, this, if you look at the schedule, right, you should be like, okay, should be a pretty good week for the Bruins, but you never know because it's the Bruins. Um, they play Buffalo, home and home with Buffalo. Um, Thursday and Saturday, and then uh, Jersey. New Jersey, and then the Oilers. Yep. So we'll probably be back on Tuesday or Wednesday night, I assume, next week. So Buffalo. Tuesday or Wednesday Buff- of next week would probably be accurate. So, yeah, we'll probably we'll probably say the Devils game. We'll, we'll hold uh, the Oilers game until next week. Yeah. So we'll go Buffalo, Buffalo, New Jersey. I say they win in Buffalo. They lose at home because that's what they do against cruddy teams. And then they lose to Jersey. So we're going to go one and two. You're going to say one and two? Yep. I'm going to probably sound like I'm on drugs, or maybe it's just because I got a tooth pulled. Three no. Here we go. Oh, I'm going to say the, the Bruins are going three no. Oh, you're, you know what? You, Mike, whatever happy gas they gave you with your tooth, you took too much. Can I be the exact I, opposite of Mike, please? Can sure, I be the polar opposite? Three. Yeah, I'm going on three. All right. I say they maybe in, maybe a point in overtime or maybe a win in overtime, but I'm still gonna go zero and three. Jason, you know what's funny? You at the beginning of the year, you were Captain Optimism. I mean, Mike, we're just trying to bring you down into the depths of hell. And you now I just don't care. Up. Now I'm just gonna guess for the heck of it. I got nothing to lose. But you got Jason, who is like I thought I was super fan. You're a pretty big super fan, and you're you're done. I mean, they're, they're in trouble. I mean, this is. This is borderline like. It's because I've seen. Like, it's because one, I went to forty-two games three years ago, and two, I've seen this the last three years, and it's getting pathetic because it's the same old song and dance. You got some quoting Aerosmith. But you, you um, used to say they're young. They have look at the, look at the youth. They have to improve. They have to improve, but they can't do it with the coaching staff that we have. But beyond, right, here's a good question. No, definitely not. Beyond beyond Carlo and Pasternak, what young player has developed, showed a major development for you? I, I mean, I wouldn't say a major development, but I would say one that, you know, is, looks pretty good and has caught my attention is Zarnik. Okay. How many goals he has this year? It's five, six. It's five. Which is probably, what, third best in the team? Is that third best in the team? <laughs> it's probably up there, to be honest. Oh, let's just look. Hold on it's, one second. I'm not kidding. It's probably up no, there. No, no. Bacchus is nine. Bacchus had a nice goal tonight. That was a nice goal. Uh, toy yeah, crew but look, you look at Zarnik, and maybe, maybe, maybe Vitrano. I mean, obviously he's only played a few games, but hopefully he can uh, figure it out after his injury. Yeah, that's true. If, if you if you look at if you look at it right, and you say, okay, Pashnik, Zarnik, Vitrano, Carlo. That's a, that's a line, one defenseman, and you just hope that something comes along with a maybe someone else develops and something happens. But right. it's a lot of ifs right now. It's, it's, <coughs> it's a lot of ifs. I will say Zarnik is definitely one of those players that's developing. Uh, Frank Vitrano obviously yeah. is one of those players that's developing. But they, they could develop faster with the right pieces and the coaching in place, and that's not going to work with Claude Julien. Dude, Crutchy's a minus 8, and Krug's a minus 5. Those are the, player, the, the players that you – no offense, Mike. I know you really like Krejci, but Krejci's getting up there in age. Krug's young enough where you can trade him because he still has value. These are players where if your team's going to play the way it's playing now, this is the time to consider trading them to other teams that have playoff Krug. hopes. I move Krug. Absolutely move him. Well, you have the chance. Yeah, I, I was mad they I was mad they even signed him to that extension. As I said oh. last week, I thought it was overpayment. And even though Krug's been, who's been okay. He's been okay since I kind of re- laid into him. But he still makes some of the mistakes that you look at him. Oh. And you just go, 
Fuck, what are you doing? On the power play, he, he looks like he's in quicksand. It's not good. But I digress. I, I, I'm done talking about them. I am too, <laughs> but it's funny how we all have three different, you know, predictions for what the Bruins are going to do this week. And to be honest, I and then I feel totally confident in saying I, I think any one of us could be right because you don't know what the hell is going on. Like, usually uh, when you do your predictions, you think you're going to be right and you, like, hope for the best. But, like, I, I, I would not be surprised if they go 0-3, and I would not hey, be surprised guys, if, they, if they go 3 I haven't been right once this year, where last year I was right most of the time. So, I'm just kind of going with it and hoping I get lucky at this point. Yeah, it's like the playing the lottery. You know, playing scratch tickets, you never know what you're going to get. Keep throwing money at it, guys, and we hope we're going to win, but we don't. You hope it's 6, right? All I got to say, man. Princess Leia is dead. Hey, but guys, it was a good show this week. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, probably the same exact reactions to this past, <laughs> to uh, this next week that we have coming up. Uh, episode 56 will probably be eerily similar to episode 55 and 54 and 53 and, and 52 and so forth. So basically show up for the best part of the show. Mike's intro Unless if I can on the fly get a guest in here have somebody else's opinion. Hey, eat blue, uh, eat blue apron food because it's good and it tastes great and it's complete opposite of the Bruins. It won't give you indigestion. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's helping. Yeah, as Joss, don't ever go before we started the show. You said someone said the favorite part of the show is uh, it's myself doing the, the intro to the, the blue apron read because that, that's the only time that you feel good about yourself is when you're talking about food. Food. I mean, food. How can you go wrong? Blue apron makes you happy. Bruins give you indigestion and, and, and heart, you know, heart pain. Oh, God. Anyway, guys, I hope you had a great Christmas uh, or whatever you celebrate uh, because uh, now we're going to be back into the doldrums of winter. And the only thing in, in April's going to come and we'll have no hockey again. Awesome. <laughs> eventually, eventually. But we'll have a hockey hope, show. But uh, I hope everyone does have a safe and happy new year. Um, Stay out of trouble. Year. Don't drink and drive. Yes. Get a taxi. One thing is R.I.P. Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. Tough. <laughs> Yeah, you were big into Star Wars, right? Tom? Oh, man, you, you have no idea. I saw the first movie when I was four years old at the theater. You have no idea. But anyway, kind of, kind of sucks. Yeah, so, I'm not anyway. a big Star Wars fan, but it's definitely tough to see. It's uh, tough to see anybody, but these, there have been yeah. some big names that have gone this oh, year, and it's God. been tough to see. But 60 years old is really young. And uh, George Michael, I, I kind of like his music. 53, I'm like, they're getting younger and younger. This isn't good. I'm 43. I'm like, oh, God, I better, get, I better eat my vegetables. Because, <laughs> you know, I can imagine the tribute everybody would be giving me, that loudmouth Bruins fan. They'd love you, Joe. Sorry, I'm guilty of that. I, I, I love you guys in the platonic way, of course. But uh, I'm going to uh, go OD on some NyQuil. So you guys have a good night. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a good night, too. Uh, we'll be back next week. You can follow myself on Twitter at MikeSetter22. You can follow Jason at JasonBuffy91. You can follow Joe at BigBadBruins88. Uh, you can follow our personal page at Bruins underscore Beat. Um, you could follow. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, correct, Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. I've also gotten some of my friends getting to watch the shows and listen to the show, so we're definitely building in popularity. And yeah. you know, keep keep it up. And we we've had a great show going. We thank everybody who's been listening, who's been joining in. We really appreciate your uh, respect and loyalty. And happy yeah, we new year. We definitely appreciate it. Happy New Year, and hopefully next week, uh, this next next week, we'll have more stuff to talk about besides the Bruins, you know, just being Jekyll and Hyde. 
But we'll be, we'll okay. be, we'll, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, but we'll be back next week. Uh, go Bruins. Go Bruins. Bruins.